All right, welcome to the Shout Out SoCal podcast. We hope it'll become a part of your daily routine because in just 15 minutes a day, you'll learn two lessons, two life lessons, one for your personal life, one for your professional life from some of the most intelligent, brilliant, inspiring entrepreneurs, artists, and creatives in town. All right, so we've got an incredibly interesting guest on the pod today, registered dietitian, functional medical nutrition therapist, master mindset coach, Paula Strum. There is a ton to learn from Paula, and one of our favorite stories from Paula is that she won a car on The Price is Right 25 years ago. So, Paula, thank you so much for joining us on the pod today. We'd love for you to kick things off with your story and how you got to where you are today. And maybe you can touch on the story of how you ended up on The Price is Right as well. Um, I'm sure folks would love to hear about that. Hey, thanks uh, for introducing me. And I'm so happy to be here. I'm excited to share my story about my life, about my business, my career path. And uh, it's funny that you bring up the prices right. So I'll touch on that story quickly. Uh, I'm a Midwest girl. So I grew up in Wisconsin and went to college in Minnesota. And I, at the time, I had a friend that lived in LA. And so he invited me to come out to visit him. And he knew I love The Price is Right. And this was back when Bob Barker was hosting the show. And I was really excited to go, just really wanted to watch the show. And uh, we were in the audience and Bob Barker called my name up on stage. And I didn't want to believe it at all. I was almost tempted to say no, but I had never heard anybody on the show say no before. So I didn't want to be the first one to say, no, nah, you can call the next person. So I sat there for a minute wondering what to do. And I finally got up and went up to the the front of the line there and, uh, you know, bid on the first prize and ended up getting up on stage right away, surprisingly. And uh, then had a prize that I had to bid on there and I won that and then ended up spinning the wheel and spun a dollar and then got to the showcase where I was the top bidder and actually won that. It was kind of crazy. I literally went up there and won everything and not knowing what I was even doing. I was taking a lot of advice from the audience. There were some Packer fans, some cheeseheads in the audience that I took advice from and they didn't steer me wrong. They gave me all the right prices. So I took their advice and ended up winning a car. I won a Mustang and drove that forever. It was one of my favorite cars. So that's my story as far as the price is right goes. Um, and a little bit more about me, um, I in my career path and how I chose to become a dietitian, I originally was a hairstylist. So I had cut hair for about a good 10 years and was getting a little bored and wanted to expand my mind a little bit. I was, yeah, just feeling like I needed to learn something new. And I had a big interest in fitness at the time, and I thought it would be interesting to go to school for exercise physiology. So I went to school. I, at the time, I was in Minnesota, so I decided to enroll in a community college there just to get my general credits because I had, had been out of college for so long uh, and get my general credits to meet my requirements to enroll at the University of Minnesota. And I originally was going to go for exercise physiology. 
And that first semester when I was in the intro course, I realized how important nutrition was and that you really couldn't exercise your way out of a bad diet no matter what. And I really was interested in making sure I was getting at the root of it. And so I thought, well, I think food might be a better option and more powerful than just exercise. Although exercise is important, I work with many personal trainers and we collaborate a lot, but that's the thing. You need to have both exercise and nutrition and nutrition just seemed really intriguing. So I switched my major and decided to go into nutrition and become a registered dietitian. So that's sort of a long story short on how I decided to be an RD. And after I graduated from the University of Minnesota, I had to do an internship. Internships to be an RD are incredibly hard to come by. And actually, I think half of my class at the time didn't get uh, picked for an internship at that time. They had to go on to do other things or wait till the next enrollment period. So I got really lucky to get an internship um, and a lot of it goes into uh, a lot of it goes into it too, grades and all those other things as well as far as how you get chosen. But I mean, everybody I went to school with was so smart. I was just really shocked that I got picked, um, and I did. So I got picked to go to the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, which is a very prestigious learning hospital. People come from all over the world actually to get treated there. There's some very fabulous doctors that that work there, and so not many people actually from the University of Minnesota get picked to go to the Mayo Clinic, and I was one of them. So I was really honored to have my internship at the Mayo Clinic. And it was a big learning experience there for sure, just because of the size of the hospital and the types of patients that they see. It was incredible. Um, but I finished that uh, a good year. I think that took me to finish that internship. And then I, when I was finished, I ended up getting pregnant with my son and then uh, stayed home with him for five years before I actually got into the uh, industry. And that's when I started working in, in the industry after he was a little bit older, when I felt comfortable uh, expanding out a little bit more and then got into working with patients and working with people, helping them lose weight also helping people with uh, type 2 diabetes overcome their type 2 diabetes and uh, then decided to start my own business. And so um, that's kind of what led me to the place I'm at today uh, as far as my career goes. All right. Uh, really appreciate you, uh, you know, kind of setting things up for us. And, and so now let's just let's jump right into the heart of things. We promise people that in just a couple of minutes, uh, a day by listening to our podcast, they're going to hear two helpful lessons, one that might help them in their professional life, one that might help them in their personal life. Uh, and so we'd love for you to share with us a lesson that you've learned from your professional life and the story behind how you learned that lesson. Yeah, some unexpected lessons that I've learned in my career so far. I guess I would have to say that knowing my worth and boundaries are big ones for me because I'm a giver and I have a tendency to put everybody else first and myself 
last or second at least. And I just really want to make sure I'm giving everything I possibly can so people feel like they uh, got what they paid for or got their worth. And so, and I want to make sure I accommodate people and give them every opportunity to either see me or ask me questions or all of these things that really put my boundaries and my worth uh, at a cost, actually. So I've burned myself out many times uh, doing that because I am there all the time. And I try not to overcharge for my services because I feel like I want to make sure as many people can see me as possible. But then I work and work and work, but and then feel super drained and then don't feel I get compensated accordingly. And so I have, um, yeah, so knowing my worth and knowing what my knowledge and my experience and what I have to offer is actually worth has been a big lesson for me. I often feel like I'm not good enough or that um, other people are better than me. And if they're so much better, why would anybody want to see me? I have, you know, a a little bit of self-doubt in myself, sometimes unwarranted, I believe, as at least what other people tell me anyway. So I am trying to, and this is still an ongoing lesson for me, really, uh, setting boundaries and like shutting off my phone and not looking at messages and waiting till tomorrow to respond and and trying to get out of the mindset that I have to be there all the time um, is a big. It's, it's hard for me uh, to do that. Uh, I, it I know my my family. Um, kind of gets the short end of the stick sometimes because I will interrupt, you know, moments where I should be present with them to answer messages. And I really am doing my best to stop doing that because it does put my, my personal relationships, it puts my health, um, on, on the table as well, because uh, I have a tendency to burn out really easily. And, and then I will feel drained and then not be able to give my best um, later on. So this is a big, a big one for me, setting up those boundaries, knowing when I need to take time off, knowing when to say no to something and that uh, maybe somebody would be best served getting helped by someone else instead of saying, yeah, I can help you. And um, maybe I, they would be better served by somebody else and knowing what my limits are, knowing how long I should be working and not working, and knowing that I am worth uh, everything that I have to give and that I have a lot to give. So knowing those things, those are big lessons for me that I'm still working out, but uh, I am currently taking those strides to have more self-confidence and setting those boundaries. All right. So we appreciate you sharing that. And let's move on to the personal lesson. What's the story behind how you learned a uh, meaningful lesson relevant to your personal life? Yeah. So lessons in my personal life. There have been uh, quite a few, actually, that I've had in my personal life, just taking risks, I think, and knowing sometimes we feel like we want to do something new. And we're afraid to take that risk because we're afraid that it might not turn out or that it might not go the way that we think it will go or that we might fall flat on our face if we take that risk. And I've taken many risks in my life. Um, and 
having those same doubts and then just doing it anyway. It's like have the fear and do it anyway. That motto that you hear sometimes is something that I do take to heart. It's like, well, um, and oftentimes those risks aren't fun. And sometimes those risks thinking, I'm like, okay, I, I do have a tendency to think like, oh, you know, it's got to work out. You know, I have a very positive outlook. Uh, it, you know, this has got to work out in my favor and everything will be fine. And I definitely want to believe that. And I still do. But sometimes in the process of that, it doesn't happen as quickly as I think it will. Uh, so I always anticipate that things are going to work out right away. And I'm very impatient. And so sometimes there's some lessons in after you take that risk, some things that you have to go through, some stumbling blocks, some things that you have to kind of work through that can be super hard and super challenging. And in the moment, you're thinking, well, why is this happening when everything good was supposed to happen? I had really good intentions. I thought about this really hard. I didn't make this decision lightly. And I'm working so hard to make this happen and why isn't it happening yet? And knowing that taking the risk is still good for you, even though it's hard and those lessons aren't always fun, but knowing that there is a payoff and having faith in the fact that eventually I'll know why this has happened. And, um, and then I'll be like, now I get it. Now I see. And it was worth it at the time because it will pay off in the end. And sometimes you're still in it. And some, some lessons I am still in, you know, like, why did I do that? It hasn't paid off the way I thought it was going to pay off. So like, for instance, moving to California, um, I did move here with my then husband. Uh, we moved here and it was challenging. And I moved here with a, a newborn. He was only six weeks old and it was, stressful and hard. And I know nobody out here. I have no family out here. And um, moving here was was a challenge. It was a risk at, that we took as a family. But then in the process of that, over the next few years, um, my relationship started to, do, to deteriorate and uh, we ended up getting a divorce. And that was hard too, taking that risk, especially when we had a son to get a divorce in a time when I wasn't sure if that's what I should do, but we weren't happy and something needed to change. And I took that risk and sometimes I regret that risk. And even now, and that was several, many years ago, um, thinking about, you know, what would happen if I would have stayed? Was this the best decision for my son? And having to remind myself that, yeah, it probably, um, you know, there's challenges right now, but would those challenges be more significant? Would my son not be thriving as well as he's thriving now uh, if I would have stayed? So reminding myself why I did it, but um, those risks uh, and, and knowing why you took those risks you can have some self-doubt about those for sure. And even jobs and even starting my career, quitting jobs to you know just fully jump into my career, that was a huge risk. I took that risk. I was working a, a job and part-time doing my uh, my business. And I, um, yeah, quit my job at a time when maybe I 
you know, shouldn't have, you know, I was like, all right, I think I'm ready. And, uh, you know, everything just sort of crumbled, you know, all of a sudden, my business was crumbling in front of me. And I was like, whoa, what happened? And knowing that those lessons are happening, because something better had to come in. But in the moment, it can be really challenging to live it through and, and then feel like you made a huge mistake, like, oh, I shouldn't have quit my job, I should have stayed, you know, but um, knowing that things do rebuild and build up for the better and keeping and keeping the faith and then keep going. Like, I want this so bad. I'm going to just get up and keep going. I'm just going to keep going. All right. That didn't work. I'm going to have a good cry over it. And then I'm going to pick up and keep going is kind of my mentality. So now as things get hard or when challenges come towards me, I feel them. I don't deny them. Uh, that's for sure. I make sure that I, you know, let out my anger, or let out my sadness. And then it's like, all right, well, now what do I have to do? What's next? And so I uh, definitely have learned that and I'm really good at doing that now. All right. So we really appreciate all of the sharing of wisdom and lessons and stories that you've done with us today. Um, we know it's not easy. And so, so we really appreciate it. And um, before we go, what's the best way for our listeners to connect with you, learn more, collaborate, etc.? Yeah, I'd love to share that. So the best way you can uh, uh, work with me or get in contact with me is to visit my website. It's uh, radicallynourished.com. So R-A-D-I-C-A-L-L-Y-N-O-U-R-I-S-H-E-D.com. You can go there, check out my website. I am in the process of reworking that. So I'm going to have a whole brand new website by the end of the year. I'm super excited about that, working with somebody to help me out with that as well. So I'm uh, thrilled that that's going to be happening soon. So stay tuned for that. But you can still go to that Radically Nourished website, and it likely will stay the same name. Uh, so you can visit there. Otherwise, you can check me out on Instagram. It's radically.nourished. And then you can go to Facebook, Radically Nourished. I'm there too. Um, and check me out in those locations. Uh, there's some potential... Um, I have some things going on in my head where I might be starting a podcast. So I, there's some things that I'm going to be working out while I am uh, doing my rebuild of my website. So a whole new branding and everything. And there might be some new opportunities for me to connect with people. So stay tuned. Looking forward to it. Folks, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining us. And we hope you'll join us again next time. Till then, take care. Please subscribe, leave a review, and support our guests or other small businesses, artists, and creatives in the community.